Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics podcast. I am your host, Justin Miller, and um, for tonight, we're going to talk about interval training. What is interval training? Interval training styles from HIIT training to LIST training, high-intensity interval training, low-intensity steady-state training, Um, and we're going to talk about those things and dive into those things, but before we do that, um, I want to take this time to thank you guys for being listeners of, of this podcast. Thank you for being avid listeners, uh, willing listeners, participating listeners, and thank you for sharing it. Thank you for allowing this group of people to grow because from week one to now we're in week seven, from where we were then to where we are now, we are making strides, and I am very appreciative of you guys because without w- without you, um, this would not be possible, and so we are getting closer and closer to like to to our goal, and I'm gonna keep pushing harder and harder to try to reach that goal. And we are uh, nearing. We're, we're probably not as close as people would think, but for me, it's very um, very inspiring. But we're about 300 plays away from reaching our first thousand plays and to me that's major especially coming from this podcast coming from zero and reaching that point um come from a small town you know and things like that i mean it's it's grand and so the crowd is is is, uh is growing and the listeners are growing and guys i will i'm very appreciative of you that share this information those of you that share with a friend share with a family member uh neighbor what have you and those who take the time to leave a rating, take the time to like, comment, subscribe, that is invaluable. <clears throat> also, thank you to those who are buying the merchandise, those who uh, have visited the website, those who have followed us on social media. Um, of course, you can find us on social media, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and you can also find, uh, we also have email. We do not have a Snapchat right now. Um, that's something that um, me and my team are looking into, and we're just trying to weigh it out right now as far as, like, if we want to get into all that right or, or, or what have you. Um, on uh, Instagram, you can find us at Legends of Athletics 19. Uh, on Twitter, you can find us at Legends of Ath. On Facebook, you can find us at Legends of Athletics. And if you want to send us an email, Legends of Athletics 19. And um, with that, I mean, I'm greatly, I'm, I'm very appreciative of you that uh, have taken the time to um, to participate and follow us and be a part of what we're doing and be a part of this family and a part of this growth. And so with that, I'm going to jump right into it for tonight. Um, what, what I want to talk to you guys about, uh, as I said before, um, is interval training, hit versus list. Um, hit is, uh, first of all, first of all, before I get into that, interval training is being active to a point and then resting for a duration of time, being active for a duration of time, then resting for a duration of time. Though we, we call those intervals. Um, and so what are you doing within that active period versus what you're doing in that rest period, so on and so forth. So in HIT training, for HIT, our goal is to reach uh, 60 above 60% to 90% of our max heart rate. Um when we're doing this so with hit training we'll do things such as may we'll do uh double unders with a jump rope or sprints are very common um heel sprints um maybe do uh some uh, in, uh some sprints on the bike on on the uh on the spin bike what have you you kind of get the point get the drift and we're doing those for max effort um with hit training it has become popular 
very popular over the past five years or several years or what have you. It has become very popular and something that people are adding into their workouts daily um, and adding into a lot of what they do. Um, not saying that um, HIT is one of those things where it's meant for everybody, but HIT is one of those things that you have to know how to use it, know when to use that tool, and how often to use that tool. Because if we overuse it, then we will send off the wrong hormones in our body, and we will cause our body to hold fat. And then also, like, if you have um, a stressful job or you don't get enough rest at night, HIIT training may not be for you. But we will dive deeper into that as we go along. Um, that's just a brief overview of what HIIT training is. List training, low-intensity, steady-state um, training, uh, of course, like if you're running a half mile, you're running a mile, or you're doing um, row uh, on the row machine, or uh, a power walk, anything like that, where you hold a consistent speed over a long duration of time, so 30 minutes plus. Uh, for HIIT training, I don't think I mentioned that. HIIT training usually lasts for about 20, maybe 25 minutes max and under. Uh, for low intensity steady state training, we're going 30 minutes to 60 minutes, uh, and it, it includes, like I said, it includes things such as you know power walks, uh, jogs for half mile, mile, mile plus, um, also the stairmaster things like that. Um, that's what we're doing with the low intensity steady state, and so our heart rate is about 30 to 60 percent of uh, of our max heart rate, and um, <clears throat> with that. You know, we're just looking to stay into a certain zone. It's not necessarily a fat burning zone, but we want to stay in a certain zone with a heart rate and breathing the rhythm and things like that. And we, we have to do it for a longer period of time, um, kind of to get the same result as um, as HIIT training would give you. Um, one of the things that people talk about with HIIT training is EPOC. So excess post-oxygen consumption, those things um, that have been, is, uh, has, has been uh, put under a microscope and been... Um, been expanded um, to say that once you finish a bout of HIIT training, that your um, <clears throat> your calorie burning effects last 24 to 48 hours and you're able to burn two to three times the amount of calories beca because you participated in a HIIT session is what uh, the majority of uh, people and things out there, uh, people in the fitness community, what they talk about with that. Um, to dispel that myth, um, EPOC is real, but it is not a big difference in EPOC, uh, with HIIT training versus, um, e EPOC with low intensity steady state. Supposedly the, another myth with low, low intensity steady state training is that you only burn calories as you are doing that training style. Um, that is true, but at the same time, um, you do still have after burning, effect so you do have some uh excess post uh oxygen consumption maybe not as much as hit but the difference overall within a 28 to 48 hour window is about three to four percent uh when you break down each one it's not that much um so <clears throat> now to uh to get to the question of which one fits my training my training style for athletes, a lot of times, especially with basketball, football, baseball, things like that, hit will benefit you a lot because you um you don't do anything for um like a foot the average football play lasts uh four to eight seconds. Um basketball is just a quick hit, 
uh, shoot the ball. You may you may get the rebound out the glass and keep it moving, but you may just you know uh, you may have to take a couple shots, but it doesn't last long. You use a lot of lo those uh, fast switch muscle fibers. Same thing with baseball. It's a, a quick stint, quick uh, quick action, explosive action, and then you you back off of it. So hip benefits my athletes like that a whole lot more than low intensity steady state. Not saying that those athletes do not participate or do not do low intensity steady state, but <clears throat> those athletes do need that um, in some sense to uh, achieve the maximum athletic potential that they can achieve. Um, so with that, um, for my general population, a lot of people that participate in HIT training are not properly trained to even get the max benefit from HIT training. What I mean is, if you cannot ex execute a movement at max for the duration of the time and get your heart rate up to where it's at about 80, at least 80%, I would say, at least 80% and above, um, you cannot get the full benefit of HIT. Of hit. And if you are not conditioned enough, you cannot get the full benefit benefit of hit. Of course, some someone that is maybe morbidly obese or uh greatly or very very sedentary in their lifestyle, <coughs> excuse me, would not be able to participate in hit training because the body just plainly won't allow it. But with hit training, you can do hit, but hit is something that you should do. Maybe two to three times a week as general population um, because of the stress that it puts on the body. Your uh, risk of injury for doing HIIT style workouts is a lot higher than doing a low intensity steady state. Um, and I know right now I'm talking a lot about HIIT, but that's the side that we're, we're focusing on right now. So with HIIT, also the other thing is too, like if you choose to go out and do sprints, um, and you do not have proper running form or mechanics, then you are more, more than likely uh, producing injuries. So, so you may have some low back pain or low, or low back uh, irritation or injury, whatever. Uh, you also may get, you know, uh, pain in your uh, feet, so foot stress fractures, stuff like that. Um, and some of that comes with age and time, but then some of that comes with bad mechanics and bad running form or a lot of stress on your knees and joints, stuff like that, and so on and so forth. And so... A lot of these hit exercises out there, like even if you look on YouTube, they're not necessarily hit. Like if you were truly doing a, a hit exercise, it'll probably last for about 15, 10 to 15 seconds general pop. Um, maybe a little longer. Maybe you may be able to go 15 to 20 seconds for an athlete and there's a very high condition elite level style athlete the reason is because with hit okay you gotta think we're trying to achieve and reach the 80 to 90 percent heart rate so if i'm going 45 minutes i'm only able to put out the power to get my heart rate up that high within 10 to 15 seconds that's being decently conditioned and after that it's more of a conditioning workout more than a hit workout. You see what I'm saying? Because, like, like I said, if you can't get your heart rate up there and sustain that, you nobody can sustain it longer than 20 to 25 seconds. Because once you get your heart rate up to 80 to 90 percent, the lactic acid is gonna start building up uh, and causing your body. That's your body's one of your one of the body's natural defenses 
for not overworking itself or not um, getting itself into a position, excuse me, getting itself into a position where it may cause more injury than not. So once we get past the 15 to 20 second mark uh, for elite level athletes, once we get past 10 to 15 second mark for uh, those uh, general population and uh, starter, beginning athletes, amateur athletes, then we get to a point where we're not getting achieving that goal. And if you wear anything like a heart monitor or in, or watch anything like that, just check your heart rate as you're doing this exercise. You will get a lot of benefit from the first 10 to 15 seconds or, or 10 to 20 seconds rather than the 45 seconds. And a lot of these exercises and movements, like I know I've seen one, um, and I'm not going to call out any, you know, any, training style in particular like orange theory or crossfit or anything like that. i'm not gonna call it out but or the texas anything like i'm not gonna call it out but i seen one where it was like do um i think it was like seven minutes of burpees and they explained it and deemed that being a hit workout you can't technically like think about it okay when i start off burpees my first 10 to 15 seconds is gonna be good after that i'm just trying to survive and even like some of these workouts that got like the 45 minutes of work 15 seconds of <coughs> of rest those are not hit that's more of conditioning because even in hit you have to do max then a lot in order to help your body and do a true interval and help your body burn more fat and calories or or even like if you're doing speed work you have to allow your heart rate to come down get back uh not completely normal but get to a point where you're rested and then go right back into doing it at the max but if you don't get a complete rest then when you come back for that next round you're not doing hit you're just conditioning because you're not able to get your heart rate back up and the muscles have not been able to filter enough lactic acid out to uh, to uh allow you to get the power output back up you see what i'm saying so with hit, it's it's a lot more to it than what's put in your face, um, and so um, with hit, like I said, it's a great tool. I mean, you doing it for twenty, maybe twenty five minutes. Out of that twenty to twenty five minutes, you actually probably getting ten to maybe fifteen minutes of work and ten to maybe fifteen minutes of rest. And so you you have to get the rest in order to get the max benefits from a hit workout. So make sure that you're doing it. When you get these workouts from the internet or whether it's your personal trainer or your sports trainer, sports forms coach, whatever, make sure that you're getting a plenty of rest because if you're not, you're just doing conditioning work. Now, there is a point if you, if the goal is, uh, athletes especially, if the goal is to increase conditioning, then I would like to do the 30 seconds, 30 seconds of, of active movement, 30 seconds of rest, what have you. Then we may add in some tempo runs so we may sprint 50 to 100 yards and then jog it up uh 50 yards and then sprint again jog it up and do that a few times or you know you may sprint for 10 to 30 seconds and then uh walk actively rest so just walking for another uh 30 seconds or whatever to get your 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 um your heart rate down so that your body can can build back up to give me that max or we may do a hundred yard sprints and then you rest and just sit and rest, uh, no movement or motion for uh, another 60 seconds and then do it again. And so that, those are the different styles and, and, and all of that, it, that's for conditioning. But if we are doing hit 
and I'm trying to get the fat burning, and, and now I'm going to the general population. If I'm doing hit and I'm trying to get the fat burning, I'm going to do the max for 15 seconds, 20 seconds, and then I'm going to rest for 40 seconds to a minute, maybe a minute and a half, depending on what it is I'm doing. And if you're doing like something, like like a complex with the bar or something like that, then you may rest a minute and a half to two in order to get your body fully recovered to take on the next bout of what it is that you're trying to do in that, in that hit workout. So you have to take all of that into consideration. Now let's go into the other part of what I was talking about for this podcast, low intensity, steady state training. So low intensity, steady state training. Of course, I'll revisit these examples that I gave you before. So those things are like the Stairmaster, things like a nice walk on a treadmill or a nice jog, maybe a mile, well, a mile plus where you're you're holding a constant form and a ho holding a constant heart rate, holding a constant tempo, and you're doing that for 30 to 60 minutes. Um, some people believe that with low-intensity, steady-state cardio, it causes you to lose muscle mass. So if you ever heard another thing in the fitness community, people always, when, you, when they say low-intensity, steady-state, they always compare the marathon runner to the sprinter. And that is true to an extent. But the difference is um, a lot of like if you do intense, low, in, low intensity, steady state. So when I say intense, like you are a marathon style runner. So you're running for hours at a time or you're doing seven, seven plus miles a day, five plus miles a day, four plus miles a day, things like that then you will probably run into a situation where you do look like a marathon runner. But then that is because your body is nine times out of 10. If you're not doing aerobic uh, weight or uh, not a, uh, anaerobic weightlifting um, and things like that, then you your body becomes catabolic and starts breaking the muscle down. Therefore, that gives you the thin rail look, the thin look in order to, you know, run for miles of time. And you're not really toned and not really firm, but more so soft and thin. But that's because your body has become catabolic and broke that muscle down in order to adapt to running long periods of time. But low intensity, steady state does not break muscle down uh, if you are doing the weight training along with it. Case in point, bodybuilders do low-intensity, steady-state cardio, especially when they're getting ready for a show and getting prepared for a show. They may do the Stairmaster for 30-plus, but they ain't no may, but they'll do the Stairmaster 30-plus minutes, get on the treadmill, walk up the hill on the incline 30-plus uh, minutes, um, you know, things like that because... That first of all, they're facing a calorie de a caloric deficit, and so hit training is not ideal when you're in a severe caloric deficit, uh, because you do not have the energy stores nor the energy to go out and perform that and do what you have to do with that that style of training, and um, even though it's twenty to twenty five minutes, you can't do it if you don't have the energy to properly perform that for that duration of time, and so. Um, like I said, with low intensity, steady state, this is something that I will start clients on um, for a general population. If you're maybe morbidly obese or, or or very sedentary, you live a lifestyle where you don't really get out and get active a whole lot. Um, it's, it's very low as far as risk of injury. Um, it's easy on the joints. Um, the only thing is, you know, you may get 
uh, to a point where the boredom may get you. So when you're doing low intensity stage stage, you can do something like, and, and you have to be able to multitask, but you do something like maybe watch a, watch a nice show on Netflix, listen to a nice audio book. Or um, you know, uh, watch some YouTube, whatever, it, whatever it is that'll keep your attention for that long. Um, do it, and um, or maybe a, a thing that's that's very great uh, as far as being meditative for you. So do those things, and um, that those are some things you can do while doing low intensity steady state. Um, I also recommend recommend this for the older for the older population, as well as for older adults. I would recommend balance training as well because the older we get, the more that balance kind of leaves, and that's what causes us to shorten our gait, so shorten our stride, get a little bit off balance, things like that. Um, so I would I would definitely I'm definitely an advocate for low intensity steady state training. Also with low intensity steady state, the frequency that you can do it in, you can do this uh, four to five days a week. Uh, also allowing yourself two days to rest without, like I said, the joints and the things like that are not as beat up as when you're doing high intensity uh, interval training. And so you're able to recover faster and you're able to do it for for a, a much much more uh, uh more frequency and um and things like that throughout the week of course the duration is longer but you're able to do that as well and so um with that like i said it doesn't take much technique either so it's not as much uh, time uh teaching the skill and for a lot of adults that have not run um or have not done sprints probably since high school or college and you haven't done sprints in the last 10 years of your life you do, believe it or not, need to relearn that skill before just going out and doing sprints because sprints are very technical. And if you are not technically and mechanically sound, as we as I as I stated before, you know, that risk of injury is high. And so with the low intensity steady state, you do not have to be that skill in order to get in, get in it, get into it and just be a participator of it. Um I, I would, like I said, for the majority of people, I would recommend low intensity, steady state, starting with that and then graduate up into high intensity interval training. But of course, with high intensity interval training, as I said before, man, I probably will keep that at about three days a week, maybe four, depending on your, um, depending on your, your, uh, your prowess as your athletic ability, the uh, point, like how much, how good a shape are you in? Can you handle, you know, what I'm saying? it's a lot of factors that go into that. So um, to, to sum this up, um, the epoch for each one, as I stated before, the excess post-oxygen uh, consumption after the workouts is not that much. It's probably about, as far as calories go, it's probably like 150, maybe 200 calories, give or take, um, difference in both of them within a 24-hour span. And so, I mean, you still going to get the benefit of doing cardio um, because, I mean, that's good for your heart health anyway, as well as hygiene. Make sure you're brushing your teeth and stuff like that. Um, but uh, it's good for your hygiene. You still get out there getting some cardio in and um, it's helping you in the long run. But you knew, you do need to get at least, um, regardless of your fitness life, your fitness uh, training style, whether you're just starting out or not, you do need to get at least... 20 minutes of cardio exercise a day and then build off of that and so like i said with that i mean if i'm general population i'm starting with low intensity um uh low intensity steady state 
And like I said, it's less, it's less stress. And a lot of us adults out there, especially if you have kids or you may be working two or three jobs, I mean, you're not getting enough sleep at night and um, and you got a lot of stress in your life. Low intensity, steady state is going to be a lot better for you. Um, the high intensity interval training is a lot of stress and we do not want those cortisol levels to get up too high and our bodies to think that we're in too much stress because then we will retain the fat that we are trying to burn. And so um, just something, I mean, even walking is, is, is good for you. You'll probably be walking, walk at a good pace. You'll probably be within that 30, you know, that, that 30, 40, maybe 50, you know, percent of your heart rate. Uh, 50 is a little high. That's like a nice brisk walk, but you're probably in that 30 to 40 percent max heart rate range. And, um, you know, and if you want to know what your max heart rate is, just do 220, 220 minus your age. And that'll tell you what your max heart rate is. And then you can find your percentages from there. And um, like I said, just I would just start with that because, I mean, low intensity state state can be meditative. It's also a lot, more, lot less stressful. So your body doesn't have to keep, you know, keep getting a pounding and doing so much but it's also good to add in that high intensity as well um also for my athletes not to forget you guys um when with low intensity steady state um <clears throat> i use that for basketball players not so much with football i do sometimes like if it's a skilled player i you I, throw it in there um, sometimes, you know, just to take a lot of the stress off because we do a lot of cutting and moving and sprinting and stopping and stuff like that. So it's a lot on the knees. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's good to just, you know, get those guys into another training zone using another energy system besides the ATC, ATPPC system. So we get into using um, more of our glycogen stores and glycolytic system and stuff like that. And so, um, <clears throat> you know, getting into all of that and... Uh, I mean, I'm trying to look at my notes as I'm talking to you guys, but doing those things um, as well, adding in that mile for my basketball players, I usually have them do a mile and a half, maybe two and a half miles, just depending on what it is. Nothing extreme. I'm not going to do a five-mile run with basketball players, but um, even with baseball, just doing that to to keep those lungs nice and expanded and be able to take in a nice um, energy consumption, but especially with basketball because you're running a lot, and even with soccer, you're running a lot. And um, you have to be able to take in a lot of energy. Uh, that's one of the things, too, that I see with soccer players is that um, a lot of the coaches have you guys running a lot of miles, but they don't really have you guys doing high-intensity training. So they don't have you guys doing a lot of sprinting either. And soccer is not just purely just an endurance sport. It also requires you to sprint a lot more than a normal person would think. And so you have to add all that in there. But um, <clears throat> as I said, guys, I'm not going to keep you – too long. I mean, I like to keep these podcasts, you know, within the 20 to 30 minute range, sometimes a little over, maybe a little under when I'm doing it by myself. But I like to keep them within that range because those uh, I, I feel like I keep you guys attention and you're able to take in the information without me giving without me giving you information overload. Um, I know I give you guys a lot in these podcasts and all these a lot in these episodes, and I appreciate you for listening and taking the time to listen. And um, and with that, I'm gonna wrap this up for tonight. Uh, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Holler back at your boy, and don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Remember, each and every day, to get one percent better each and every single day, and do those things that legends do. And until next time, be legendary. Thanks, and that's all.